Yo fam, just checking in. Your boy ain't your boy ain't been on the grind lately. I had uh, had the vid for a bit and uh, just hadn't been hadn't been grinding. However, I've been doing some step work, working with the sponsor, uh, and it's been good. I've been getting up earlier, doing more prayer, meditation, journaling, and doing the little things that that move me in the direction of. Um, spirit, what would it be? not spiritual levity, but uh, you know, being less of an asshole. Let's just say that. Although I did tell, I, mean, I did uh, mention to Austin. I was like, hey, you know, Daddy, sorry, I was being mean, and you know, we need to work together, and blah blah blah. He goes, you know, you could go to this uh, this class. I was like, what class? He goes, the class for uh, for angry dads. And I'm going, oh jeez. Uh, this is trouble. But anyway, the thing I want to talk to you about today is, is, uh, it is the, the insidiousness of addiction or, um, you know, maybe harmful behavior or, cause you know, a lot of people aren't drug addicts and alcoholics, you know? So a lot of times when I talk from that perspective, you know, these are a little bit extreme cases, but I think that there's a lot of people out there that can identify with this, with other behavior they're trying not to do anymore or around eating or dieting or working out or, uh, reading every day or, or, you know, these little things that, you know, you know, you want to do them to be better, but yet you have a hard time doing them consistently. So, um, anyway, I've cut out sugar and, grains, right? No breads, no oatmeal, no processed uh, sugar, um, basically eating meat, fruit, vegetables, right? Plenty of fat. It's, it's kind of keto-esque, but I'm eating a lot of fruit too. So, so maybe not, not so much, but, but uh, anyway, I've been, I've been quite diligent. I've lost maybe 15 or 20 pounds. It's been great. Um, I, I'm just trying to get a handle on my eating because that is one area in which I see behavior that is uh, abnormal for me, which is, you know, craving sugar, craving carbs, craving bread, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yesterday I had a big binge. I, I call it, I cannonballed off the, off the wagon and um, I went to one of my favorite uh, Japanese pastry places, uh, not for me, for work. And going over there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get these pastries. And of course I can buy pastries for other people and not eat them myself. I, you know, I'm not crazy. I don't have an issue. Well, somewhere between me driving over and getting there, I decided, you know what? I'm going to treat myself with a cheese dome. And I'll tell you what, if you live in Columbus and you go to Bell's Bread, which is a Japanese bakery and you get you a cheese dome. Oh my gosh. Heaven. Anyway, it's like sweet, salty cheese, uh, kind of like a, a cheese Danish, but in, in this like sweet pastry, fluffy bread dome. Oh my God, it's so good. Anyway, I pound this cheese dome, right? Um, and I go make some deliveries. I work, whatever. Well, me and Austin go to the pool and I make him, I get, uh, I get snacks, meat sticks, cheese balls for Austin and goldfish, right? And some drinks. Well, something I haven't experienced in a while is that intense hunger you get when the, um, you know, when, when the food wears off that you get with like, that I get with like faster burning carbs and processed stuff, which is you get hungry real quick 
anyway, it hit me. I got lightheaded. I rushed over. I grabbed a meat stick, right? Because I'm going, well, you know, just because I ate a cheese dome earlier doesn't mean I need to eat anything else. So I'm eating a meat stick. But that wasn't enough. It didn't satiate me. So I started double fisting cheese balls and uh, and goldfish. And then as we were walking later, I found a, a, an unopened box of Mike and Ike's. And I said, Austin, you want some candy? Gave him half. I ate half. And it's almost like I did make this conscious decision, which was I've already broken my diet. I might as well go ham. I'm just doing this subconsciously, right? And if you just look at that day, it's easy for me to go, oh, it was the cheese dome. Or, oh, actually what happened was I ate a little bit too early. Usually I eat more like around 1 or 2 for my first meal of the day. I ate around 10.30, so I was naturally hungry when I was picking up that those pastries. But anyway, if I'm honest, the day before when I took Austin to the pool and I made him a snack of cheese balls and uh, bananas and uh, meat sticks, which are for me, um, a cheese ball fell on the floor and I picked it up and ate it, right? And it was like... In the overall scheme of things, that's nothing. But if I'm even more honest, about five days before, I said, you know what? I'm going to make a conscious decision to eat some ice cream. So the interesting thing about addiction is, particularly things you need to totally abstain from, is a lot of times people back themselves into a corner by just dabbling in substances that weren't their major issue or their what that wasn't their drug of choice. In other words, the amount of people that end up back on heroin or back on alcohol or back on something else by going, you know, I'm just smoking a little weed. Weed's not my drug of choice. It's not that bad. I don't do anything crazy. Smoke a little weed. Or they go, you know what? I'm going to drink a non-alcoholic beer. You know, I don't need it, blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, I'm just going to have a drink. No big deal. Fast forward a month, three months, six months, and before you know it, they're using again, right? And it's so easy for us to look at, oh, I shouldn't have had, I shouldn't have gotten drunk and drank that six pack. I shouldn't have had that cheese dome. I shouldn't have had the little bit because then I justified the rest. And it's the, it's the, what seems so superfluous, superfluous. I don't even know if I'm using that correctly, but it was, in, in in the rooms, we talk about obsession and compulsion. Obsession is the thought, that underlying thought that's always there that when's the next time I'm going to get to do it or when's the next time I'm going to drink or, or when is the next time I'm going to get to binge, right? And then the compulsion, which is once you start, you can't stop. And so the ice cream was a conscious decision, but it's no, there's no uh, doubting or it's no coincidence that five days after I have this, I went like six weeks without eating any sugar or whatever. And I have one bit of ice cream. Five days later, I have a cheese ball. No big deal. And before you know it, the next day, I'm cannonballing off the wagon with a freaking cheese dome and freaking handfuls of cheese balls and freaking uh, cheddar, cheddar, <laughs> goldfish and Mike and Ike candy. None of which I planned. Right. This is the interesting thing when you talk to people about addiction or how'd you get off your diet or why aren't you meditating anymore? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Maybe I shouldn't have gone around the place or whatever. But if you're if you're really honest and you have someone around you that have experience in that, that can help walk you through it. Usually the obsession, the mental and emotional thoughts of 
when am I going to get to binge? When am I going to get to treat myself? When am I going to be able to have a little? And often that's how people end up off their diet, back on the sauce, doing the drug and the, and the thing that they swore they'd never do. And, and the family and everybody around them, including them, is going, I don't understand what happened. Anyway, interesting, uh, interesting dynamics. And this is also many of you, some of you might even be thinking of, uh, you know, from, uh, yeah, I get it because you struggle with that kind of stuff personally. And some of you thinking, oh, yeah, my son does that. My cousin does that. My aunt does that. My wife does that. My husband does that. Well, they have meetings for you too. They're called family groups, Al-Anon groups, NAMI family groups, ACA. You know, if we are interested in this topic and we have people around us that struggle with mental health and addiction, it is our responsibility to come from a place of do as I do, not do as I say. And if I think you should go to meetings, I need to be going to meetings. If I think you should get a counselor, I need to be in a counselor. If I think you need support groups and accountability partners, I need to have that. Not for the same thing you would need it for, but for my flavor of dysfunction and my flavor of... Um, you know, the things that I struggle with control, you know, trying to manage everything, codependency, addiction, you know, you know, other addictive behavior, etc. Anyway, I love you. I'm thinking about you. If you know someone that needs to hear this message, make sure you share this podcast uh, with them. And as always, we'd love to have a uh, written review uh, and or a five star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Holler at your boy, Jeff.